Welcome back. This is the Only in Miami show, and I'm your host, Grant Stern. You can find me on Twitter at Grant Stern and everything about the show at www.onlyinmiami.co, iTunes, Podcast, SoundCloud, and a whole lot more. Check it out at onlyinmiami.co. And we are back live with Francis Suarez. He's the City of Miami Commissioner, and he's running for Mayor of Miami-Dade County, uh, for, of the City of Miami. Francis, thank you so much for calling, uh, joining us on the program tonight. It's wonderful to be with you, Grant, as always, and I appreciate the attempted uh, promotion, but yeah, I'm, I'm running for the city of Miami. Right, city of Miami, Mayor. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about one of the side gigs that you took as a city of Miami commissioner, which I found out it's like actually all mayors. Um, right, uh, right. Which is the Metropolitan Planning Organization, or MPO. Uh, you put out right. what's called the SMART Plan, and yep. Miami-Dade County's mayor made a big announcement about the SMART Plan uh, last yep. Friday, uh, he basically said that even though he campaigned on bringing trains to Miami-Dade right. just about last year, six, eight months ago, now he thinks trains are bad. So what is your response? Well, you know, I, I think it's unfortunate. You know, obviously, um, you know, my preference, as I've stated many, many, many times, is that the smart plan be constructed uh, with rail. I think the first two lines of a smart plan that can be constructed right away um, are rail lines. One of them is, is in South Dade through the South Dade busway connecting from uh, Dayland all the way down to Florida City. That's and right. the other one is what, what we call the FEC Coastal, which actually does go through the city of Miami through downtown and would connect Aventura to North Miami Beach, North Miami, and uh, have a couple of stops in the city of Miami heading down to downtown. And that would, co- you know, that would connect the entire coastal community um, all the way from Aventura uh, down to Miami, which would save commuters a significant amount of time getting uh, to work. You know, a lot of the traffic that we, we see is north-south crossing the Broward Line to come into downtown. Um, you know, obviously, um, uh, there are many uh, people um, who are involved in these kinds of decisions. And the TPO, which is the MPO got changed in name to the TPO, the uh, Transportation Planning Organization. Okay. You know, I think... Um, you know, the, the, the emphasis by most of the members is uh, for there to be rail and not um, and not, not buses. Obviously, buses are less expensive, um, but I fear that there are 800 buses on our roadway today and only 5% of people or 95% of people are using their cars to get to and from work. Right. What that indicates to me is that, um, you know, that people just haven't accepted broadly uh, uh, bus ridership. And so to me, um, that's already established. Well, can you explain? So, uh, can you explain why rail is better than buses? I mean, I've always said the dedicated right of way is a big reason, right? And, and the ability to have on time performance. But there's other reasons. I, I think those are two of the big ones. I think at the end of the day, whatever modality that you choose as an elected official, it's got to be something that people will ride. And if for whatever reason people don't want to ride buses, it doesn't matter how cheap they are, how inexpensive they are. You know, if it's not working, it's not going to work. Um, and people, um, I think, like the predictability of trains. Um, they prefer riding in a train. They feel like they're not in traffic, so there's a safety, I think, component psychologically. Sure. Um, they can sort of disconnect disconnect until they get to their destination, um, and they don't have to worry. Um, they don't obviously get stuck in traffic, which, you know, some people say that BRTs um, would That's the be, bus would rapid transit. Yeah, the bus rapid transit would, would act and, and function like trains. And I think, um, you know, the, that, that, you know, the public hasn't been 
hasn't bought in on that. Well, I mean, don't and, you uh, have to create a dedicated right of way for a BRT, just like you do for you a train? Do. Except that with Absolutely. a with a train, Absolutely. you can put a track that's elevated above exactly. the the right of way. But with a bus, right. you pretty much have to put right. it on the grade, right? You have to, and I, and I think I mean, look, you could even put a train at grade as well. So I mean, there there are light rail systems throughout the U.S. that are at grade. Sure. So the issue is saving money. You can definitely do do the light rail system at grade. And there are many examples in San Diego um, and, and in other cities, um, you know, throughout the country. And by the way, you know, we get caught up in the cost issue, which which they're saying, let's say buses are, are one third the expense of a train. But a light rail system is significantly less expensive than, for example, um, you know, uh, than, for example, subway in New York. In New York, they, they build a subway at two billion dollars a mile. Right. So when and it's all underground. System, and it's all underground. And when we're doing a system that is light rail at fifty million dollars a mile, I mean, compare the cost. Well, you know, if you're doing fifty million dollars a mile, even a hundred million dollars a mile, you know, it's still significantly less expensive than two billion dollars a mile that other big cities are doing across the U.S. Well, you know, that reminds me of when the Metro Rail was first opened, and people laughed about it because it cost a billion dollars to build forty-five miles of rail. Right. Right. And exactly. they said that was a bad deal. That's about $4 billion in today's dollars. And you're telling me right. that we would have been able to only build two miles of New York-style subway for right. that same amount of money. Absolutely. And, and, and there's a second piece to that, which I think I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the Metro Rail. Because people say, oh, you know, transit ridership is down. And, and, and what I say is, first of all, I'm not, I'm not seeing that. But, but the second piece, which is more important than my anecdotal uh, opinion on it is that we're finally doing what we should have been doing a long time ago, which is we're finally densifying on the transit nodes. Um, you know, the county that's um, right. wisely denser uh, development. Wisely, that's right. They're, so they're they're focusing their density on the transit nodes. So we're, they used to have parking lots, extensive parking lots. Now they're authorizing developments there that are literally connected to the metro rail. And so I think once you start to see, there's two on 37th Avenue. There's one in Sunset. In uh, in Dayland, there's uh, there's several that are being built. I know you know uh, along the Metro Mover system. You know you have a Brickell City Center that adopted a Metro Mover station. I think Denting has adopted another Metro Mover station. So I, I don't think that that your full picture of the ridership of even systems like Metro Rail, Metro Mover, which are long, you know, sort of systems that have been in in you know been around for a long time, the the, the jury's not out on them because we haven't done the intelligent thing which is to build on the actual stops so that people can easily get on and off and, and use it as a primary f form of transportation. Add to that, you know, uh, ride sharing, which I think is going to become a very significant last mile connector uh, for people that want to ride, tr you know, transit, but don't want to pay well, you know, that, $15, $20 a ride. That's already happening with Uber. You know, sure. Uber and, and Lyft Absolutely. both have ride sharing, yep. and it's yep. wonderful yep. if you live in a dense urban area. I know I use it all the time. Right. Yeah, and what you'll also see if you don't live in a dense in the denser part of the city is you may have somebody that lives just slightly outside of walking distance from a, a, a metro rail station, but is willing to take you know a three dollar Uber to the metro rail station, pay a dollar twenty five, and then come back and get a three dollar Uber. So I mean, you know, it's also acting as like a last mile connector with a main system rather than paying twenty twenty five dollars, you know, to take an Uber up and back in each direction. 
and answered in traffic. So, right. Well, that's the other know, reason I, why transit really works. And I'll give you an example. Yep. Um, anytime I want to go to Coconut Grove, I don't want to sit in the traffic on US-1. Right. So I take an Uber right. over to the Overtown Station. It takes five minutes by rail, and I'm in Coconut Grove. There you go. And you can walk over to the Grove. So, look, I think, I think, I think our generation... And, uh, you know, uh, I think my generation, your generation. It's the same generation. Transportation. Yeah, we're in the same generation. But I think our generation, you know, we, we, we look at transit differently. I don't own a car, you know, right now. And, you know, my wife and I own a car. We have one family car that we both use. Um, you know, and, and we just look at things differently. I think we, we, you know, we're much more accustomed to or more um, sort of ready to take Uber and, 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 and ride-sharing and, and getting rides uh, as a means of getting around. Well, I also feel like anybody who's been to another big city knows that trains are important. I mean, is there another city that you've been to that has a good train system that you think Miami yeah, I mean, should every emulate? City been to, every city that I've been to. Um, I spent an entire year traveling the U.S., going to Atlanta, uh, Houston, San Diego, San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, Denver, um, New York and, and visited, you know, obviously I've been to DC and Boston, you know, all these major cities and that's, that's only in the U S you know, um, you know, all these major cities in the U S certainly all the cities around the world, um, you know, are investing in transit and are investing in, in, um, in rail. Uh, I mean, Los Angeles just passed another half cent and created $120 billion of funding for, for expansion of transit. So, uh, you know, I think cities are investing uh, significant dollars. I think we need to do, we cannot impose another tax on our residents. I think we need to fulfill the promises that, w- that were made in 2002 with a half cent. And I think, you know, I think if we were to, if we were to, to undo the money, you know, and sort of un- and, and rebudget the money that are being used for operational deficiencies and put them to capital expansion, which is what they were intended for, you can bond out about 50% of the smart plan just with that money. So that's why I think it's... It, it, well, I think that brings here. up a good point, and I wanted to ask you about it. We got like one minute left. Should citizens seek that the county government repay with interest all of the money that they've raided from the Citizens Independent Trust, uh, Transit Trust, uh, to repay that money to the transit trust for capital projects. Is that something that we should try and do? Absolutely. I think, I think, our, I think the, the citizens deserve those funds being put into its intended purpose. And, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to hear that, oh, we don't have money when we have, you know, a county government, a city government, and a state government that have a pom- combined annual purchasing power of $90 billion dollars. That's what they spend every year. So there's a lot of money. The question is, what are you spending your money on? And are you really focusing on the priorities of, of the community and what people want? I think that's a, a much tougher question to answer because it makes people uncomfortable to think that maybe what they need to be doing is spending their money more wisely rather than continually saying, we don't have money and we got to find another tax. We need to find another revenue stream, which is a disguised way of saying another tax. Well, Francis, thank you again for joining me on the program. Where can our audience take this discussion online? Well, you can go on my website, uh, www.francispremier.com. Certainly uh, on Twitter. Um, I think it's important to engage elected officials on Twitter. And, um, and, and, and that the PPO, is Miami-Dade PPO. 
that is all the time we have for tonight. I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Suarez, and I'd like to thank Anna Riva Slogan for coming on the program tonight. This is the Only in Miami show. Tonight.